You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. In a rapidly changing online world, how do we keep our children safe? How do we teach them to be careful online? And are there any ways of putting digital boundaries around them? Will Gardner is a CEO of ChildNet International based in the United Kingdom. He also sits on Facebook's Safety Advisory Board. Will is in Sydney to speak at the Office of the eSafety Commissioner's Conference on eSafety. It's called On the Edge, and I spoke to Will earlier today. I'm Will Gardner. I'm the CEO of ChildNet International. Hi, Will. How are you? Hi, very well. Thank you. How can parents be their child's guide online? We're told this a lot. Be your child's guide online. How can we be that when we as adults can feel we're in unfamiliar territory? You know, when it comes to technology, kids use it differently to us, even millennials. I look Mm -hmm. at my colleague who's 26 and she has a completely different approach to how she uses social media. How can we do that as parents? Uh, it's, a, it's a very important question that we need to be trying to address. And if you think that kids, well, certainly in the UK, and I'm imagining it's probably similar in Australia, that you've got maybe spending 15, 16 hours a week online, and the three or four-year-olds are spending about eight hours a week online. It's a big part of children's lives. And as you know, parents have that role and responsibility to help you know, look after their kids, guide them in the right direction. So that has to be uh, a part online too, because it is such an integral part of kids' lives almost right from the beginning. And you will have seen kids using touchscreen technology and probably they're not even three, they're two, maybe even less, less than. So it's really important that parents do get engaged. And that can be as simple as just having uh, a conversation uh, around the technology they're using, not the kind of a a safety conversation necessarily it's just getting alongside and show me what you're doing and try and open up that familiarity say this is something I'm interested in tell me what you're doing just as you would with their offline lives you know who are you talking to at school just to carry that onto the online environment too. Do you find in your work that parents are kind of just catching up to this understanding that we have to be involved this way? I think I think so, and I think a lot of parents I do have concerns around this space, and I know every household will have arguments about how much screen time kids can be having, and, and are you really concentrating on, on this? It's such a big factor in, in this. Parents are, are increasingly engaged with it, but I think there is always that feeling that it's moving so fast, and you know it used to be Facebook, and now they're on Instagram, and I can't, I can't keep up. The message we give to, to parents is you don't have to understand the ins and outs of every single thing that the child is doing, but you do need to make sure that the kids know how to, st- to look after themselves and be smart online, really. That's kind of, that's it. So if, if they're on a site and they're, they're old enough and they're sharing pictures, they need to think about, well, what's in those pictures? What's okay and what's not okay to share? And there are enough stories in the media around this area to have a relatively neutral conversation in that space. So it's, it's not really about you, but do you see that story about this person who shared this online? And then you can perhaps begin the conversation in a nice, safe, neutral environment where you're sharing opinions on a particular piece. Do you see that as the best way in with kids is to take incidents that are sort of happening around you rather than sitting down and, you know, having that, for example, what we might have done in the past was something would happen in the news and a child would be abducted and then all of a sudden you think, oh my God, have I taught them about stranger danger? Do they know that they can't do that? Or someone will come and talk at a school about body safety and you think, right, I have to have that conversation now. 
because the internet is such a part of our lives and because technology is such a part of our lives, is that the best way in as a conversation with children, do you think, for parents? I think it's a good, it's a good way in, but it's not the only way in to talk about it. I mean, we, we would encourage of little and often um, an approach where you do, you are interested in what the kids are doing, what are the, what are the latest apps you've downloaded, um, and maybe it can be like, can you show me how to use it, can you show me how the safety tools work, or whatever it is. There's lots of different ways to get that conversation started. But um, what, what is really important is that if children think that parents know a bit, then they will, then it opens up. If you have a, if a child has a problem, they're more likely to go and talk to the parent because they think the parent will understand. If the parent is not engaged at all, then perhaps that provides a block for the child to go and reach out for that parental support. You know, I'm having this problem with Snapchat. I don't know what to do. It's got a bit out of control. Who do I talk to? Well, I'm not going to talk to my mum and dad because they don't know anything about it. Perhaps I'll talk to somewhere else. And I think it's important to try and make sure those channels of communication are open, not just for you to have your say and get that discussion point, but to make sure that you're always receptive um, to concerns that children have. So my problem with my child, who's three, (coughs) is that his elder sister was not as, when it comes to technology, she's just interested in watching movies when she can. I have found with my son, however, that he is one of those kids that just gets hooked into unpacking videos or things on YouTube. And he, before I even knew that he knew how to use my phone, he was watching YouTube on it. When they're as young as three, um, how do you talk to them? And given that three-year-olds often don't listen to you um, or understand the consequences of their actions, are there reliable parental controls because we're often told that that's parental controls are never going to be enough yeah well there are some there are some things you can use i know youtube have a youtube kids app so you could perhaps encourage them to use that where the content is a bit more controlled than it is on sort of the broader so there are things like that and there will be filtering uh, things that you can you can put in place to help try and block out. The message is that they're not 100% effective, but they are a useful thing. And if you've got a three-year-old and a six-year-old, I think it makes good sense to try and um, to, to set those up. The worry is when they get older that it might be too restrictive. But I think that's the conversation you should have. And, and you know, perhaps the leash gets a bit longer as the kids are developing and they are looking to explore and, and, and take risks and, and so on. So I think that's... That's important. But, you know, with three-year-olds, it's, we, we started a child net. We work in schools with children and young people. And, gosh, maybe 15 years ago, we wanted to influence children as their behavior in relation to technology was in formation. That was the time we wanted to try and influence them. Back then, that was seven or eight. Now, it's, it's three or four. And, and it sounds crazy, but that it, that's what it needs to do. And you're right, perhaps they don't always listen to you. <coughs> but... I think it's important that they you st- don't give up and you still try and have, have that conversation because they might not listen all at once. But I think over time, that's the eternal parental hope, isn't it? Over time, that they, they will pick up, pick up that message. And there are lots of fun and interesting ways you can a- approach this too. Uh, we've got a, a book um, online, it's actually an app too, called DigiDuck, and it's actually a kid's storybook about a, about a duck who happens to be online and, and, and so on and so on. And if you look at children's books, in fact, technology is almost absent from all of, all of these books. And you look at this, well, that's unusual. If I was a child, wouldn't that be strange when technology is absolutely everywhere and every, everybody is using it? Why is it not represented in, in this way? So we've got this 
book and there are lots of other uh, you know things like it so you can try and approach that through like a shared experience of reading something together looking at pictures and you know there might be a message in the book that is that is that is there but that can be another way to try and get that message across I was speaking to a mum who had 13-year-old twins and she was talking about an app, I can't remember what it was called, but basically it allowed her to check in on her phone and see when her kids were using the internet. And I know there's uh, the idea that you don't want to completely shut down the internet because they'll find ways around it or they'll see it as a punishment. But do you see there being a role for that kind of technology where... Her example was she was out at dinner. She told the kids that they had to be off the internet by a certain time and at 9 o'clock they were still on it so she could just shut it down from her phone. Mm. I mean, do we still need to remember that we are the parent and that those sorts of boundaries are okay? I mean, I think technology can provide parents with when it's advancing all the time with apps where you can shut just shut down the internet or or you can actually have it so it kind of removes and temporarily removes an app off your child's phone the technology is there for parents to use and you know there's no right answer in relation to this now it's it's difficult and different different families and and different children within families will perhaps need to be you know managed in a in a, in a different <laughs> in a different way um i think it's it's useful for parents to know that that's there and if there is something which is uh, monitoring children if you like then we would always encourage that to be after a conversation about it so it doesn't come across as a a clandestine um, surveillance thing this is something that we've agreed together and you know sometimes children can be quite um, realistic in relation to the amount of screen time sometimes it can be a distraction too so it won't always be um, a non-receptive audience that's encouraging. <laughs> so um, I know you're talking about this at the conference and I don't expect you to be able to answer it in one question given you've probably got a whole hour to talk about it. But um, friends can often lead children in the wrong direction. You can worry about how they're going to lead them to the wrong internet site, right. Google the wrong word. Is there any way to encourage friendships that will help our children be safe online? Well, that's a that's a very difficult question to to answer because friends can also actually quite positive influence too. And you know, we, with our work, we in in schools, we are trying to kind of mobilise young people to be the one to share information with other young people because kids are very receptive to what their peers are saying. I was speaking at a conference um, in London. In fact, I had a panel of children on my panel, which is amazing. But the, one of the young people, actually he was 18, so he wasn't quite a child, but he was talking about his 14-year-old brother. And he said, when, you know, when I was 11, I was using this and this and this. My brother, when he was 11, he wasn't using any of that. And then the next thing he said, so kids from that generation. And he, <laughs> and he was des- describing the rate of change, uh, generational change within a four-year period. And you can see things do move forward very fast. And so we're excited by trying to e- equip and empower young people to be part of the solution. Now, about the question about how do you help choose your children's friends, I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm to pass, pass on that one. But, but I, think, um, I think there's no harm in having conversations with, uh, with other parents um, and parents of your, of your kids' friends to, to kind of say, well, how are, you, how are you doing this? Or I found some really good information here and just kind of sharing that. So we talk a lot about peer-to-peer learning for, for children, but I think there's definitely peer-to-peer learning that parents do and in fact you know that's what parents do in the, the offline space always sharing tips and ideas and 
deals and whatever it might be with others. So in that sense, if we are looking for that kind of change, the work about peer-to-peer positive relationships around technology... That's something that you want to start at schools. Do you do you consider that it's even some conversations you can start having with preschool groups? I mean, not at the same level, but is is that where you see it heading? Um, certainly, the work needs to start with preschool level. So we have a team, uh, a child that goes out to schools and they talk to kids from primary, so starting from five up until well, four or five, up until 18, but more and more we're talking to three-year-olds about this topic. So it is important that that level of engagement does happen young. Um, I think the message can be very simple, and it's, it's really, there's a lot of work done on you know, relationships and friendships and, and that kind of thing at this age, and it's just making sure that that's carried on to the online space too. Um, and mainly the message that we give out to kids of that age is if you're not sure if you're feeling uncomfortable if you've seen something that makes you feel funny talk to your parent or carer about it you know that's as that's as technical as it as it gets and it really then kind of sets that relationship which is so important early 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 and but then we need to be working with parents to prepare them to fulfill that role you know to be ready to engage with with the kids use of technology Will, thank you so much for your time today. Very much. Thanks, John. That was Will Gardner. He's the CEO of ChildNet International, based in the United Kingdom, and he was in Sydney to speak at the office of the eSafety Commissioner's Conference on Safety Online called On the Edge. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.